Welcome to Read Now, brought to you by Mooney Valley Libraries and hosted by book-loving library staff Jenny Mulder and Jackie Brown. Mooney Valley is an historically rich and diverse local council area located adjacent to the City of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. Mooney Valley City Council respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, their spirits, ancestors, elders and community members past and present. Today our special guest is Rebecca from Nidri Library and she's joining us to talk with us a little bit about her favourite genre which is urban fantasy. So Rebecca, welcome to our podcast. Can Hello. You, did you want to share a little bit about what it is that you like to read, your preferences? Yep, um, I tend to read a lot of urban fantasy books. So that is fantasy, which is set in today's reality. So that's what they refer to as um, urban fantasy. And also I tend to read a lot of cosy mysteries as well and a little bit of historical mysteries. Okay. I've read a little bit of all three of those, but I, I, they're not things I read all the time. Going back to the urban fantasy, uh, they're set in largely present day or, yes. or easily recognisable as, as our world, so to speak, aren't they? Yeah, usually you can recognise it to um, what we see every day. Mm. Some of the books which are categorised as urban fantasy uh, have a little bit, uh, little bit of a dystopian feel. So you can see mm. a little bit and um, relate to some of the things that you see, but a lot of it isn't very similar to what we live in every day kind of thing. So some authors like who do that are like Carrie Arthur um, and... Lona Andrews they're kind of dystopian feel but with everyday things what we do so you go to work every day you work with computers um, and stuff like that so very easily recognizable as a different um, viewpoint on our world I guess you'd say when I think of dystopian I often think of the Hunger Games and how that was quite you know sort of recognizable um, is that the sort of thing you you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So it's it, we can relate to some of the things, but it's still not our world completely, and that still falls under the urban fantasy genre. Um, but some of the ones which are really relatable to everyday life are um, like Jim Butcher. His um, mm. fantasy series, Harry Dresden Files, yep. is very relatable to every day. Benedict Jacker, his Alex Versus is um, in London and it's very much that everyday people do not know anything about magic mm. kind of thing. So everything that's done is a bit covert or done away from yeah. the cities or if it's in the cities and underground kind of thing. And do so, you find that there's a lot of crossover into... A crime procedural like is is that most of the time yeah so most there's of the often time. a detective somewhere yes with a crime so they're the ones that I really do enjoy I I, I love a mystery uh that's why mm. I like cozy mysteries I do like historical mysteries as well so I I really do like that undercurrent of a mystery trying to find out a murder trying to find a hidden conspiracy that's happening that's um, trying to overtake the world and stuff like that. I like the intrigue 
you know. Mm. It, it's interesting hearing you you both talk because um, both of those authors are authors that I came across after reading The Rivers of London and looking mm. for who else writes like that. Jackie mm. probably, um, you know, found them the same way or you might have found them first. I never actually realised I was reading urban fantasy, so to speak. Well, you just got to find those certain authors which mm. kind of have that real urban feel. So, as I said, Benedict Jacker, Jim Butcher with the Harry Dresden Files, and also a Kevin Hearn are really good at that. And I've actually suggested those three series to my mum and she's like, she'll watch a fantastic fantasy kind of a movie and she likes mm. it in sci-fi, but she'll never read it. She mm. reads like Michael Connolly's Grisham, um, Alex Demet, there's real Ludlam and all those kind of authors. So she really loved these series and she's currently reading the Alex Versa series by Benedict Jacker. And mm. she's enjoying it because the Alex Versus series has a lot of intrigue in it. Uh, and my mum loves them. She loves them. And I've suggested those three authors to other people as well who are urban fantasy readers and they've really enjoyed it. What do you think it is about these books that are that are so appealing? Um, is it is it because it's so recognisable to us that it gives us an in to the darker side? Um, it gives you a just... reason. It gives you a reason why people do things. Mm. Sometimes it's scare. It's a scarier thought to know that someone has committed serial crimes, serial murders, like serial killers, that they did that and they're human. There's nothing compelling mm. them. There wasn't a curse placed on them. There wasn't a demon possessing them kind of thing. So I prefer reading this because... It's not the human that's doing it. They've been twisted by magic or a demon or something. So it's um, it makes me feel a little bit better about humans. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> that is a wonderful, wonderful insightful comment because because you're right. It's a it's a whole. It makes it a whole different horror story, doesn't it? If if someone is doing, and we see this in the real world, if mm. someone is doing something really, really horrendous, and they're not. Cursed by magic or you know, yes. something horrible, just horrible, Jackie. Yes, so it is, and I just and I'm a very emotional person, so I get very into books and stuff like that. So I don't read the real the, um, psychological thrillers and stuff like that because I'll get nightmares. Where when I read these books, it kind of separates me a little bit from it, and there's a bit of comfort that it's not the human that's doing it, they've been possessed by something and mm -hmm. somehow it's going to stop, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's somehow good will prevail kind of thing. What's your favourite one that you've read? Oh, I got many. I love Harry Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Mm. Um, I love that series. So there's a bit of that humour in it and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, another series was the Kevin Hearn Draw series, which... I love as well and probably because it has that undercurrent of humour in it that lightens the mood of the book as well. So I can anytime pick it up and I know I'll enjoy it. I don't have to be in a certain mood to mm. enjoy it mm. and I'll still enjoy it and relax with it even though the world is coming to an end. <laughs> in the book. There's always the world that needs saving. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> so I think those two are my favourites. 
The, the Kevin Hearn series that you described, um, yeah. the, the Druid series, that again is a present day series, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that is also another one which is a lot lighter in note than Harry Dresden. He started off a bit lighter, but then as the series goes, it gets a bit more intense because Jim Butcher has a specific vision for the series and he's going to finish mm-hmm. it on a certain book number and he's building towards a kind of like an apocalypse kind of thing. Um, where Kevin Hearn has kept it a bit lighter um, in note. There's all, he has a Irish wolfhound, Oberon, who he talks to. And he is hilarious because he can be in the deepest danger and there's this God threatening to kill him. And then you hear mm. Oberon on the sidelines going, he wouldn't be so hang- angry if he had sausages for breakfast. And you're just like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what he comes out with. This dog is, I love this dog. Actually, he started writing a, um, a series, just mysteries with Oberon kind of thing. So. I do like a, um, a sassy animal companion in a fantasy. Yes, you will enjoy this one. Trust me, Jenny. Mm. Um, sorry, Jenny, Jackie. You will enjoy that one for sure. Jackie yeah. and I are both dog fans too. So that's, yes. that, that's a bonus for it too as well. Mm. Yeah, you will have a laugh. You, you mentioned also, too, that you, you really enjoy historical fiction, and yep. that is a big passion for me, historical romance in particular. I'm not mm. so sure um, that Jackie is as keen on, on this genre. Not so much the romance, but, yeah, historical fiction, yes, quite mm. like that. Okay. So um, what are some of your favourite authors in historical um, fiction or romance, Rebecca? Uh, well, it's strictly historical romance <laughs> probably be Amanda I don't mind Amanda Quick but I like her earlier ones again it has that kind of mystery element in it that I I like Stephanie Lawrence sometimes oh, yes, I enjoy yeah. uh well, who I like the titles of Stephanie Lawrence books yes <laughs> uh give us an example Jackie Okay, it's always, you know, the dastardly duke and she's very good at alliteration and, you know, and it's, they've always got the most pompous names like, you know, Lord Misselthwaite, whatever, which is always amusing. I agree with you about Amanda Quick. I loved her early stuff and not her more recent stuff. Yeah, I think she started trying to cross over with her sci-fi um Yes. Jane Castle and then the Jane Ann Krentz and kind of mm. loosely linking them. Uh, there's Amanda Quick and Jane Ann Krentz and I think she has another couple of... Jane um, Castle. Jane Castle, different names that she writes under. Does she write different genres under different names or...? They're all romance, but Jane Castle is contemporary romance. Uh, Krentz um... is more a bit sci-fi, paranormally kind of mm. romance. And then Amanda Quick is historical romance. Right. You, you mentioned too that you really um, you enjoy the cosy um, mysteries. Did you, did you want to mention some of the authors you liked? Oh, yeah. Um, some of the cosy mysteries that I really, really do love do have a bit of the paranormal twinge to it. So Bailey Cates um, does a really cool series. So I really like her ones because the light mysteries, a little bit of magic in it, and she's a baker. So there's always her baking things in it. And at the end of the book, there are a couple of different recipes that she had highlighted in the book. There you go, Jackie. Yes. That's my in. 
Um, also another like paranormally one, which is Victoria Laurie. So, oh yes, yes. Yeah. I really like her and, um, Heather Blake as well. He's another paranormally cozy mystery that I quite like. Any, any other, um, authors that you wanted to recommend? Uh, there is a author that I really love is Christina Henry. For the past couple of years, she has been writing books which are remaking different uh, fables or different stories, like Alice in Wonderland. She is so compelling in her writing that you can't put the book down. There's something about her writing style that you just keep reading. And you may not like what you're reading, (laughs) but you just have to finish that story. It's nice doing these podcasts and to talk about the books as well, because that's something that I miss about doing in the library, actually. Mm. I miss talking to the patrons about books and, and when they want a certain author and you can suggest different authors to them and having them to come back to you and say, yes, you were right, or no, I didn't like it, but I like that bit kind of thing. I, I, thank you for inviting me. I actually really have enjoyed this. That, that's good. Um, and thank you for coming. And Jackie and I ha- have said it too as well. We we miss um, talking about books, mm. don't we, Jackie? Yeah, I'd love, I'd love talking about what people are reading with, with them. Definitely. Okay, Jackie. I have actually been reading um, this last few weeks, which has been a bit of a surprise given (laughs) the current circumstances, but I have read two books. You know, I've had a bit of a reading drought. So Mm. two books, Jackie. What? Tell us about them. I have read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. (gasps) That's the new one, isn't it? It is the new one. Mm. I I read a review in... um, one of the magazines I like to read through Press Reader, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, I can't wait. I can't wait till I get back into the library. So um, I actually purchased it and read it. The library does now have um, copies available, so you can read it through the library. Mm. And it was just wonderful. It, mm. I love Matt Haig. Have you read any? I've read a couple of his books. Uh, I tend, to, I think I follow him on social media and I quite like his random thoughts uh but as yet i've i've not done a real deep dive into his his books but i like what i have read he's an interesting um mm. a, an interesting person and mm. an interesting author i um i read how to stop time a few yes. years ago mm. without knowing anything about him as an author i'd just read the blurb mm. and i really really liked it and then um i found out that he he has suffered quite severely from depression yes. mm. through most of his life and um, he writes as a way of dealing with his depression. So quite interesting. And then I went on to read a couple of other ones. Um, the Humans was one I really mm. enjoyed. And I went on to read um, one he brought out a couple of years ago called Notes on a Nervous Planet. Um, and that that was quite interesting too as well. So he, he deals with his depression by writing these books. And you can see that when you read The Midnight Library, it is dealing Mm. with a quite dark subject, Um, someone who is very, very severely depressed. But um, it 
it was a wonderful book. I, it was a, almost like it was written for these times, something to, um, to get you thinking. And um, I really, really can highly recommend it. I don't mm. want to talk too much about it um, because I don't want to give away. Um, Spoilers. Spoilers, yes, and too much about the story. But um, I will say that, like all of the Matt Haig books I, I have read, he's not one of those people that, you know, he, he doesn't end his books with everything is um, happy ever after. You always, oh. yes, you always see that mm. there's going to be problems, but he ends them in a in a positive way. And I really, I really, really like that about him. It's 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 realism, I think. Mm. Yeah, so highly recommend it, Jackie, if you get the chance. Um, yes, I think I may cave to a significant amount of, not peer pressure, but a, a lot of my circle uh, are reading it at the moment, so I think I may need to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> People who love Matt Haig love Matt Haig, so I'm convinced enough by that. The other one um, I just read in the last couple of days was really, really light. Um, it was a Sophie Kinsella book, um, mm. I've Got Your Phone. And I, I read this in a combination of ways. I, I listened to some of it as an audio book and I also read it uh, as well. Um, really, really good fun like most of her books are. But um, the reason I wanted to discuss it is one, because I've actually read two books in the last few weeks, <laughs> and that's a big event um, this year. But two, um, I was really amused by um, her taste in coffee. It, um, amused is not the right word, horrified. Coffee plays oh. a big part in this story. She's always going off to um, a couple of chain store coffee shops to buy her coffee. Um, I'm not mentioning any names. Mm. I uh, would be disappointed by it, I think. Yes. <laughs> there was, she buys a flat white with nutmeg on it. That just mm. horrified me. She was also really excited um, because she was going to um, try an organic spicy falafel mix coffee. Uh, nope. Yes. <laughs> The horror, Jackie, the horror. How would you, could you spoil a good flat white with oh, nutmeg on the top? Oof, and um, Yes, spicy falafel mixed coffee does not appeal. So that, that was just a little aside, but I did enjoy the book. It, it was lighthearted as her books are, totally mm. unbelievable, um, but really good fun and, and just something light to read and I, I enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, I have... Finished recently, uh, I have blathered on about my love for David Mitchell on this podcast previously, uh, and his most recent novel um, has a direct link back to one of his earlier novels. There's a lot of little linkages in all of David Mitchell's uh, books, but this one is actually quite clear in that one of the main characters is a direct descendant from the main character in one of his earlier books. So I went back and reread that book, which is The Thousand Autumns of Jakob de Zut, which is an amazing book and I've uh, enjoyed it at the time. Um, but I actually think I got more out of it rereading it this time. Also, at the time that book was published and when it came out was uh, before... The Bone Clocks, which deals with the two factions of immortal beings, which makes it sound a lot more fantasy than it actually is. Uh, 
but yes, this thousand autumns uh, goes a lot into that in the backstory, which is really interesting. And also it's a really interesting part of history. It's set in Japan in the uh, 18th century, 18th going to 19th century, when Japan was very isolationist and they had one trading port in Nagasaki that uh, was the sole um, trading port of the Dutch East India Company. So it's in terms of the, the historical period, I was fascinating but yes i reread that with a great deal of relish and enjoyment have you read anything else recently i haven't yet finished it but i probably will today uh finally got back into reading high fire uh by i think it's yoan colfer oh yes yes, i think i've pronounced that badly uh which is a cracker i i started it probably a month or two ago and got it as far as the first chapter and saw enough, read enough to think that actually, yes, I do want to read this, but just not at that time. So I put it down and picked it back up again a couple of days ago and it's a cracker. I do like it set in the Louisiana swamp. So I have a lot of swamp terminology rattling around my brain at the moment. Um, Or the bayou. I'm yeah. not sure if those terms are interchangeable. No, I don't. I don't know either. Uh, but it it has uh, a young man. I think he's about fifteen or sixteen. Uh, he's a good kid, but he does bad things. Okay. Yeah. So just ever so slightly criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he finds himself in cahoots with a dragon. Okay. Uh, this dragon is potentially the last dragon on earth. Uh, and this dragon is addicted to uh, cable TV and has a fondance for the movie Flashdance and likes drinking vodka. Entertaining. Okay, that's yeah, mm. that sounds like fun. I'll be. Um, you have mentioned it before. I, I mm. want to hear more about that down the track and, and see what else you think. So it is. It, it's and the character of the dragon is, you know, he's lived a couple of millennia, so he's sort of had enough of humans. And uh, wise cracks his way through it. And as I said earlier, I do like a sassy animal. <laughs> and, and I love a bit of wise cracking, um, yeah. whether it's from an animal or a, or a, mm. or a character in a book. That's, that's wonderful. You got me reading something else too as well. You mentioned to me in an email a few weeks ago a book called Rummage about um, recycling mm. and... Um, a few other issues and I thought oh that is right up my alley you said it would be right up my alley I'm not I'm sure glad I was right <laughs> anyone would think it was your job to come up with um book mm. suggestions for people so I ended up um exploring a bit more about it and I've ended up purchasing myself a copy because I thought it was a book I'd, I'd want to have and um it came yesterday and I started reading it really interesting so far because it's going into the politics of recycling um, mm. in England. And it, it's quite interesting um, going back to the early 70s so far and, and going back to when we first stopped um, reusing milk bottles and, yes. and other bottles. So mm. quite, quite interesting I'm finding it. So it'll be one I dip in and out of. It's not mm. one, you know, you would read from cover to cover straight away. Um, but it, 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 so far what I've read is, is quite interesting. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to talk about today? 
Uh, I am looking forward to opening. I haven't cracked the spine, so to speak, uh, yet. Um, there's a, a English writer. I think she actually pronounces her name Catelyn. Kate. I always, in my brain, I always call her Caitlin Moran, but I think she actually goes by Catelyn Moran, uh, who is a newspaper columnist, uh, but she has written novels as well, which I highly recommend dipping into. Uh, but she's got a new non-fiction book, which is a follow-up to one she put out about 10 years ago called More, uh, How to Be a Woman. Oh, yes, yes. This new one is More Than a Woman. I very much enjoy her writing. She's very funny. So very funny feminist lady writing, which I enjoy greatly. So I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. We hope we've given you some ideas for things that you might like to read or watch or listen to. You can find more information at catalogue.mvcc.vic.gov.au.